Yo, what's poppin'? Welcome to another episode of Father Muckin' Protocol. It's your man, Dean Edwards. Bring the horns in now, baby! Yeah! Yo, what up, man? We are at CBBBB somewhere beyond the sea. We're here yet again. We are at sea. And, um, and you know, it's, this is the end of my second week. I, I swear to y'all, uh, I'm glad you're getting these back to back, but I swear to you, uh, that last week's episode was supposed to go out the week before we tried finding the port. Um, I, the, we went to the first port. We were in Roatan. And I was like, oh, I forgot to bring my laptop. So that's my bad. Make sure you subscribe, comment, like. Uh, tell a friend about the Father Monkey Protocol. Check out some of the other wonderful uh, podcasts also on All Things Comedy. Uh, you met Ian Edwards, Soccer Comic Grant, uh, obviously Bill Burr, and the, uh, the Monday Morning Podcast, and hey man, check out Dean Del Rey's Let There Be Talk, man, it's fun, it's good, it's entertaining, man, but bigger than all that, I know I always say that, bigger than all that, man, we have, uh, not only, uh, a, 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 a guest, but friend of mine, we go back like Spinal Cords with A-Tracks, we take it back to Boston Comedy Club days, and before that... I was I was in the semen next to him. That's just weird. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Spiritually. <laughs> Yo, I got my man. You um you you catch him. He's he's a headliner in his own right. You also uh, you've seen him on the road with my man uh, Jim Brewer, making Brewer work a little bit harder every time. Uh, and you can catch him on this this. Well, oh. you've been on a couple of seasons, a couple of episodes of Food Network. Beat Bobby Flay. Beat Bobby. Beat Bobby Flay. Get it? Beat Bobby Flay, and you can catch him on August. That's August thirty first. August thirty first. Uh, I've never August. started a podcast plugging. I've never started. Usually, it's at the end when they I like plug you. at the beginning, so and you then don't forget plug it. it at the end. Oh, okay, yeah, you, you sandwich it. Yeah, 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 yeah. My um, name is Rich Aronovich. It's Rich Aronovich, <laughs> baby, in the building. <laughs> <laughs> We were, we were joking about the overzealous use of sound effects and, and blow horns by, uh, by DJs. Reggie, welcome to the Father Muggum, uh, Protocol, man. How, how go things out here, man? Uh, it's my first time on this line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of rules. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot of rules. A lot, lot of rules. It's, but the shows are great, so it makes up for... Mm-hmm. We, you know, as comics, we don't like rules right. and I'm generally if you, genuinely if you tell me you go left I have to go right it's yeah. my nature yeah. so I'm not used to yes a smile's part of your uniform and if you <laughs> show up 10 <laughs> minutes early you're on time right 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 that's right. uh I don't care. It, it's it's hard for me that there's you know I just don't have to show up and tell jokes and then that's it but you but you you slid into having having been on this particular um, not only this line but this particular ship a couple of times you slid in the pocket comfortably you um I mean you're professional you yeah you know you know you know the routine I just yeah there there's there's three generally for for the people that don't know and maybe they do know from listening to you mm-hmm. there's three shows a night. Mm-hmm. For the most part, then like two theater shows and then three shows a night, three shows a night, and three. And it's uh. And Monday off. Yeah, one day off. So it's on other ships. The way it generally works is you get on. Mm-hmm. They go. There's your cabin. Uh-huh. You got a sh- Here's your show schedule. We'll see you then. Right. We'll see. You know. You do your five minute sound check. Comics don't need a sound check. Right. I'm always amazed. I. Isn't it always funny when you go so go like to some space whether you're doing whatever road gig you're doing. And they're like, yeah, you're gonna uh. Come to soundcheck. You're like, I don't, I don't have a drum kit. I've, I always said no until one time I was on a, a show where 
they they made the the monitor mm-hmm. was a split second behind mm. what oh yeah so you were here here you you yeah, and it ooh, it was that's... it was driving me did this happen did so you didn't do a sound check this just occurred during the show we literally had a sound guy who was deaf i'm not making that up he oh, could uh, he was uh, hard of hearing oh, uh, i was like this yeah. <laughs> you know what i said politically uh Politi- politically incorrect me started laughing and I was like you know I don't want anyone that's deaf listening and then I was like wait but no, then they're not yeah, listening, they're not listening. <laughs> okay, so we're good okay yeah so uh, but it was like one of those things and then ever since then I was like and also like I like a hot mic okay and I also like to tell them explain to them what a hot, a hot mic, mic is. means that um, it's you can do more with it like the difference between comedy and crazy is the microphone right Right. right? I'm a comedian. I'm in a microphone. I say things. If I said these things without a microphone, right. I'm the guy in the subway We like, I, I need a dollar. Right. Lean on me. Right? right? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so that's... that's you like it to pick up every... Oh, yeah. If I hit... If I hit my head, I want it to make a sound. Right. If I fall, right. you know, if yeah. I want to, if I have some sound effects, I am the white Michael Winslow. Yes, you are. <laughs> if yeah. I, uh, but if I want to make sound effects or I want to make sure, and I want the ability to, to pull back. Right. I don't want to have right. to eat the mic. Right, right. And, and and just, just for those that don't know, and so, even any new comics that, that might be unaware, what winds what occurs, um, Often when you don't do a sound check, um, specifically with comedy clubs, I find more most comedy clubs don't no say come do a sound check. Yeah. It's just because you have a you have a, a host and a feature that are going to work at it, and there's usually a manager or a sound guy that's going to tweak while you're on stage. But sometimes what will occur is there's an old mic or a cheap mic or a short in the mic, uh, which is t- I, there's to me the my my biggest frustration is, uh, and I was just in Toledo and this happened. Uh, sat by Saturday night, the mic cord was tweaking not a lot, but enough that you didn't know if it might happen and drop out on a on a punchline that you just set up, you know. And so, as as a performer, the frustration is, oh wow, now I have to when 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 Rich said you have to eat the mic, meaning you have to now cup the top of the microphone. To direct all of your sound into it, yeah. almost like a blow horn. Whereas most most microphones nowadays are what they call omnidirectional, so they pick up, so you don't have to have the Correct. microphone sitting right on your chin. Right. And Rich also said he likes having he likes controlling uh, the sound of the mic. Whereas if the mic is hot, that means it's picking up more sound. The levels are higher, so he could actually hold the mic down near his chest and you'll pick it up but as he moves the mic closer to his mic now it's getting louder i i don't know why i'm i'm I like, making that yeah. so, so they can see it even though they can't but <laughs> i'm 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 visual at i like so. the way you translated from comic to english well yeah because <laughs> we because, just assume yeah right because we're so used to and we've been talking all week and we've really been hanging out a lot yeah, so yeah, yeah. so we assume this there's a language and there is there there's is a, a language. language but for for those that are not familiar with the language, those that are unaware, and just for the 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 lay fam, I, I call I don't call people fans because that's fanatic. I call them fam like family. So okay. like the for the muckin' fam that listen and it support for the muckin' fam that that listen and support the podcast. I like them to uh, you know have have a total awareness of behind the scenes, but also feel comfortable enough because I know people are like wait was it. Somebody's like, wait, hot, hot mic? Yeah. Well, put it down. Is is the temperature hot? And they always speak like, 
the stereotype of the white guy. Stereotypical white guy on Def Cop. On Def Cop, they uh, they talk like this. The the microphone's (laughs) hot, and when we say hot, we need to invest in some real estate and golf. Well, you know what's what's funny? That's the stereotype. Like, there's the two types of stereotype. Like, there's this. Well, actually, there are a couple. There's stereotypical, the, the white guy always sits on the top of his throat and, uh, where's, where's the black dude always yeah. sit, is sing-songy, it's bassy, yeah. and, and yeah, and everything lasts a little long. Instead of saying hi, it's hi. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Right. It's very, it's very, it's very Rob, Robin, Robin Williams, like, oh, oh, but now, oh, but, Rob, but, yes. but Robin Williams, anytime he did a black dude, it was like, nah, man, because that's, that's what I'm saying. And for some reason, the fingers always look, <laughs> look like they could <laughs> intersect. No, no. So <laughs> see what I'm saying, man, because anytime I say what I got to say, it, it means some serious, sometimes they'd add the, 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 the lispy, the, the lispy, so, so, so see what I'm saying, this this is how I mean, man. Well, I'll tell you, the first time that I connected with comedy was uh-huh. when I was, uh, I was I was on a train going to camp. Okay. I'll take Jewish stereotypes for 100, I Alex. I was going to say, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> so that's a real thing. Like, most Jewish kids I know went to... Yeah, parents yeah. get rid of their kids. <laughs> for a month or two, and you said my, two weeks. Yeah, my parents. When when I was a kid, we went away to camp for. for that's you said I, two weeks. I went yeah, away we for two, two months. Two my months? parents got a two month vacation. Wow. And I will tell you from, and this gets a little deep early, but I didn't. I was not a popular kid. Okay. I was beaten up a lot because I personally was responsible for the death of Jesus, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm seven. But there was a, not a pretty. And then when I went to camp, I was the man. Oh really? Yeah, I was. So you That's had this where, weird dichotomy. Absolutely. And I was popular. I was, um, there was talent shows. There was, th- so I could really get out. That's where it's, uh, that's why I, we, we had a question this morning about um, stage fright. And I never had that because I was in front of people from seven years old on. Oh, dig it. Dig so, it. so there's no fear. There is a, I mean, there is a healthy, a little, a there's little an bit, anxiety. but there's not a fear like most people right. experience. Right. And, and, uh, and I always find that interesting because people will ask me if I get nervous, and I don't really, I when I say, ang- people think, here's what's funny about the word anxiety. When people think anxiety, they think they're like, oh gosh, whatever, and, and it's anxiety, it's anxious, you're anxious, you're anxious, I like, my nerves manifest uh, through anxiety, but it's more just anxious energy where I don't like sitting on ice, so if the show, if, if the show is at 7 o'clock and I don't go on until 7.30, 7.40, I honestly prefer not Going like I, I I can't stand when someone's like yeah be there for six thirty well what time's the show uh show starts at seven what time will I be on uh, seven thirty seven I'm like I'll get there seven it's more 10. for their nerves right I get it's it it's more for their nerves I totally get it and uh for them to know that okay he's here but I noticed yeah. I got nervous uh-huh. because they you know we get a call backstage and then I was nervous I so I called you to make sure. You didn't sleep over No, which uh, so his so yesterday <laughs> yesterday I was I was very very tired. Um, I, I just the fatigue of the week of two weeks finally hit me. And you have I, to pretend and been, to like people for yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, Hi, how are you? That's great. Right. People interrupting your lunch and yes. dinner, and which and we're personal people, but you also like your space and it. it and I've been hitting the gym like five, six days away. I've been been relatively pretty focused. Um, so yesterday. At about five, five-ish, I laid down and I, I said, I'll just take a nap. And here's what's funny. Normally, I set my alarm, 
But I was like, well, you're not going to fall asleep. And I fell out. And next thing I know, my because my internal uh, clock automatically no like ha- always is aware. So I pop up at I I took my shower first, had did my lotion everything. I was ready, clothes were ready, and said yeah I should I'll probably get up like six thirty six forty three. My body I sit up like what time is it? I look at my phone. It said I, I had military time, so it said. Uh, 1943, which is 743, but I know we were an hour behind, so I was like, wait, is it, did I miss, wait, no, it's, it's 643, oh shoot, I gotta go, so I'm getting dressed, and as I get ready to walk out of the door, the phone rings, and I said, and at this point, it's probably like 651, 652, um, I said, you know what, if I don't answer it, you're gonna think I died <laughs> in my room because I just told them a story about Phil Powell, us thinking he died in his room after watching the Denver Broncos. Uh, 1943, another bad year for the Jews. Speaking of which, hey, uh, hey, uh, uh, so Jew, Jews in camp is a thing, and okay. black people in lotion is that's a real thing. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's he, you. He, here's the thing, man. You have to understand, okay? And I'm always amazed because. White people don't. Ex- you do I have get, psoriasis. You, yeah, I have a disorder right. where I should put on lotion. And you, <laughs> and you no, I, I, dude. There's nothing worse. There's, there's the same with with your people. There's shame attached to everything, right? And so there's nothing worse than being, especially being dark skinned, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I was even darker than this. I've actually lightened as I've gotten older, um, which is weird. Um, but when I was when I was younger, there's nothing worse than being the black cat. When you're black and you and your skin is dry, you develop a sort of white film over your Ashy skin. Ashy is, I think. Ashy. There it is. I knew you knew. There. I, 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 <laughs> and so we get ashy. Uh. And so what winds up happening is any if if you're hanging out with your friends and they see your your dry like problem areas for most people of color when they get ashy, uh, your elbows. Because your elbows Psoriasis. are darker, your knees, Psoriasis. and the webbing between your thumb and your index finger is, is where you see the most ash, right? This is a disorder known as psoriasis. It's not like a big deal, but it is, yeah. uh, what it affects is dryness in the skin. Yeah. And yeah. you see how I have these on my nails? They're like, they're like, that's, oh, you have it too. You might, you might. You might have psoriasis. Psoriasis. Do you suffer from mesothelioma? But did you peep the the buff the nails are buff though? Yeah, you got some buff nails. Yeah, I got. That's I, why you go to the gym. I, I yeah. You know. do, you, do you do you? No, put I, anything I go, on there? I, I go to no, I go to manicure and pedicure before I knew I was gonna be you on the You in touch with your sensuality. I, I mean, I'm in touch with my with my. You okay side. with your sensuality? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. You should, wow. My feet. I covered my feet because my feet were a problem. Right, I, I would normally be barefooted, but I was like, I don't want Rich to be like. Yo. I have issues. Yeah, I gotta. I use a lotion on the feet. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes, I feet. I feet lotion, but I don't feel like a anyone's looking at my elbows or b. But okay, so now, now look at this, did, you, look at did you hear the noise your arm just made? Well, now listen. Now watch. Now you just rubbed your arm. No, you just rubbed your arm. <laughs> Tears. And 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 you just heard. Yeah. And, listen, now listen. 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 Hold on. That's me. Now listen to me. Oh. Hey, hey, Arthur. Yeah, we record, man. You come back in an hour, please, bro. Okay. Thanks, Thank man. you. That there was Arthur. He's he's uh, our room porter. He's a sweet fella. Um, yeah. So that was that just happened. Uh, <laughs> Ship life. 
<laughs> ship life, right? <laughs> Hello, sir. Um, yeah. yeah, so I I, I always tell those guys, I go, listen, I'm not clean at home, so I'm not going to change my routine now that I have a personal right, right, attendant. Right. right. No, What's no. the correct nomenclature? Right. I usually, he gives I me just say, look, washcloths. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I need a towel once every two, three days. Right. That's it, you know. It, you see, I, I wind up making my bed. Well, you, you see, you went to the army. Yeah. So you were taught certain Oh, but habits. even that, though, like, I just always, I, like, as messy as my room might get at home, at on my side of the room, I should say, I still, the one thing I always, we had, you had, growing up, you had to make your bed in the morning. My brain is like scrambled eggs. Right. So, yeah, I just said, if you come into my room, it looks like I got robbed. It's... <laughs> Yeah, because he was like, Dean, your room looks so organized. It's, yeah. It's a lie. And luckily for me, uh, my wife is not, she doesn't annoy her. And okay. she's not super organized right, either. Right, so right. it's it's a good fit. I really suggest you move in with your potential life roommate. Mm-hmm. You got to test those waters. Yeah, yeah. You really do. I mean, that that is the biggest, like when we got along as roommates, yeah. oh, that's oh, that's I, a I lot better. Yeah. It's forever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or forever. Until death. Yes. Do us part. Yeah. It's <laughs> heavy. It's it's very heavy when you when you hear those words till death do us part. Five mm. five words that will affect you even more than I love you. Um. Yeah. <laughs> death. So you go away to Cam. Yes. You, so you... I was and in fact my first time I was seven years old and I memorized Rodney Dangerfield's Get No Respect. Wow. I put wow. on the suit. Oh, wow. And I did the whole impression with the grabbing the collar and going, Oh, I tell you, I get no respect. A little bit higher pitch voice. Obviously. I was but, seven. But still but, and I remember, like, yeah. I remember when I was, like, there was getting laughs, and when I finished, the applause, and I remember the counselor just picked me up and hugged me. I was a wow, cute kid. Wow. And he picked me up and yeah, hugged me. Yeah, I saw me. a picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, um, and, uh, and I was like, and then I, I was just like, oh, I want to do that again. Yeah. And uh, and then I was always doing sketches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Were you sh- because you went to film school as later in the story? But did, were you shooting? Did you have? I, I noticed a lot of kids not back growing then. up had like uh, uh, you know these eight millimeter cameras or, or. Oh yes! Oh yes! So me and Ben Gerber, Ben Gerber, that's who was that's a name. Ben Gerber lived like a f- uh, in the neighborhood. He went to the same school, high mm-hmm. school camp, and Ben Gerber wanted nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Ben, ben Gerber was like the popular kid, the like star of the basketball team. Oh, wow. Good looking dude. Good looking dude. Um, really good on grades. Really smart. And uh, and I was, you know, I was the class clown right. who was more interested in right. other things. I just pictured his was funny. I don't know what he looks like, and I know what he looks like. And then I pictured you both in the yearbook and him, and he was the most likely to succeed and most likely everyone loved him they signed his yearbook and they, there was a picture of you with this snarky mm, and they were like uh, funniest you know class clown or what have you my my yearbook original quote and this is what a class clown I was was es in a good nacht for stupen Yiddish proverb uh-huh. which means it's a good night for uh, and so they hired a translator because they knew who I was <laughs> And then my second quote was the now, letter. Now was it whistled or was the actual? No, 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 no. It was. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if you're clean or you not. You didn't say what. You yeah, I didn't. Think I, how you feel? I, I didn't want. You know, I didn't know if there's a clean. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. One. So they're fine. So yeah. Anyway, so then the next quote became, according to the translation I have received, I am appalled. <laughs> Carol Christian, vice president, vice principal, oh, that's funny. Ben Franklin. Yeah. 
So that's, I didn't, end, they, they were, you know, because she wrote a letter to my family who thought it was hilarious. Okay. I didn't get in trouble. As my as parents, family my parents were like, they're like, what a clown. And they think I was hilarious. So yeah. there was a little bit of permission of, of kind of co-signing that behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, we talk about, we fly the plane, we forget to land it. And we were flying somewhere and no. we just hit turbulence. Where no. are we going with this? Well, this is this is free form. We no, we were, we were on a we were on we, a point. We were talking about uh, no, we were just we, we Ashy. We were talking Jews, about Ashy, yeah, like, camp. Okay. Yeah, we were. I the, thought there we, was something. We strayed because we went into the Ashy. Yes, but you were just you you you're, you were telling your story as far as uh, stage fright and why it was so easy for yeah. you to uh, transition. Yes, you know, um, which. Which Pretty doesn't much. mean I'm a woman. It means going from, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I was a man, then I was a woman, then I'm a man again. Right, I yeah. had two surgeries. You went from Richie to Rachel <laughs> yeah. to Richard. Yeah. <laughs> no, um... I'm a Libra. <laughs> I can't help it. I changed my mind so much. <laughs> no, um, I, uh... Because you, you launched into it, was which I appreciate, as opposed to me having to walk you through it, but that's... I, I love... As, as you heard, every cast member from After Midnight, I, I'm like, what's your origin story? I always love yeah, yeah, yeah. people's okay. origin story. And so your family, what what I found interesting, um, especially with the yearbook, your family always supported, was pretty much supportive of your comedy hijinks. Of well, your... yes. The comedy, as you know, comes from pain. Yeah. And, uh, and your people know my, that. My, yeah. And so my grand, this is, you know, annoying, but it's, um, my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. Right. So, f- f- uh, and that the- didn't happen. Yeah. And, yeah. And then part of the way, well, they actually, my grandmother was dying. That was a joke. Yes. <laughs> ADL, stop the presses. So my grandmother and grandfather actually were able to get pregnant while they were dying, literally dying. Wow. And so they had a kid and my, my grandmother was pregnant. She didn't have enough food, so she wanted to die. My grandfather carried her on the back, you know, light stuff. Wow. And they had the kid and then they, the, the soldiers saw that, you know, they were hiding, they got found, and they for target practice, they figured, oh, let's shoot a kid in front of this woman. So that's kind of how, and so they had to find a way to cope with that. And humor right. was a big way. Right. It's got dark real quick. But no, it's, uh, it's, but that, that's a real big value. It's triumph because you're here. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a real value. It's like not like a, it's a real value in my family. My yes. father's very funny. My mom is very funny. Yeah. The best thing to, that, uh, like memories growing up and mm-hmm. still to this day is when my sister and I get together and we just make fun of our parents in front of them. Oh, and we're all laughing at them. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, it's yeah, so... Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of the best parts of my family that we really laugh. Oh, that's like so when my grandmother... My grandmother just died and literally... Wait, the fact that you... <laughs> take that in. Let that sit for a second. Yeah. In the business we call it, let that sit. Take that in. The fact that you just said, my grandfather died and you chuckled yeah. as you said yeah. it. It's hilarious. Well, both times we... Uh, both times she died? No, no, I have two grandmothers. Oh, okay. So, so my like, wow. grandmother, my mom's side just died. She was 94 and like wow. very, very... Uh, she Both her um, rotator cuffs were torn and she, she really wasn't mobile. She's an old age home. And my... Uh, <laughs> my we were just talking and someone was like, how did Nana die? And I was like, oh, the parachute didn't open. <laughs> and we're all crying and laughing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like one of those kind of things where it's... And that's, and as I'm sure you've discussed, mm-hmm. therapy is, comedy is therapy for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. That's, I that's think, when my dad died. Yeah. I, I, I was telling you the other day. Have you died. told them? Um, yeah, yeah, I think probably some hundred, some episodes ago when my dad died, uh, I, I suddenly had a new 
10, 7 to 10 minutes on funerals and death and and the absurdities of, of you know, someone just died, but everyone decides, hey, who's hungry, you know, and then there's right. this big feast. And, and generally in, in black homes, what, what killed... Uh, you know, kills a lot of people. Black people is is heart disease and 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 high blood pressure. And usually, after someone dies, they're like, "Oh, let's cook everything that the yeah. person just let's ate. have some more fried, so, right, fried, right. fried." Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, one particular incident was this: this woman got upset. I was doing a joke about a, a, a hypothetical deer that was dying and de- or dead at the side of the road, and we got into it, and and. It, it it just it showed. I was very proud because I stuck to my guns, and everyone was laughing, and that was my that was my way of dealing with my my pops, you know, being gone of not being here physically anymore. And so I was very offended at not only the woman but her her. I understood her man or her husband saying, yeah, you know, yeah, I get it, but you know, you might have been a little out of line. I was like, no, I wasn't. I was I was. They paid to see me. What I don't understand, and I do the same. Like my. You know, I, I I make jokes about the painful things yeah. in my life. Uh, my grandparents survived the Holocaust, which never made sense to me how my parents used to send me to Jew camp every summer by train. <laughs> Most people will get offended for the truth, my truth, because that's right. 100% right. true. There's no, no part of that right. that I embellished right. or took creative license. I'm just literally... That could be the beginning of a novel, and, that, and, and written without visual, uh, facial expression, or um, any verbal inflection that's just the beginning of a story my grand my grandparents yeah. my family used to send me my my jewish family used to send me to camp by train or whatever the scorsese voiceover yeah, yeah. the meyer lansky story yeah boom boom that yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I, I remember when i was I remember when... No, I don't think it would be that. It would be more... It would be Ray Liotta as a Jew. Or Robert De Niro as a Jew. Again. Again. But, um... But, uh... Or or even on a a softer scale. I got dumped in L.A. really harsh. The girl said, It's not that I have intimacy issues. It's that I'm not attracted to you. Oh. Which... Mowed me over. So then I... Yeah, I'm like... That's so L.A. Isn't it so That's L.A.? such an L.A. thing for someone to do and think it's okay to get away with. Well, there's there's honesty and then there's cruelty. Yeah. This is not... It's not me. It's you. Right. I don't need to know that. There's right. no there's no kindness. There's no right. solution in that. Kind of similar to... Uh, what the uh, critics uh, said to critic one of the other comics. Comedy, which, which we'll discuss. Well, yeah. So I said, you know, the joke I came up with is like, it's not you, it's me. I have eyes. <laughs> right. You look like the morning after, the night before. Right, right. Oh, wow. Sorry, wow. I just don't like broccoli. I have a Horshack screech hair right now. Right, so that's. Right. But um, yeah, we we did a show, and there's um, comic at his first time doing a cruise. In fairness to him, yeah, yeah. And he's not, um, and he's nervous. And yeah. a theater is a different energy than a club. Right. Um, a lot so, of comics don't know that in a theater you can't do crowd work because it's too big. It's so too big. You have to repeat yeah. everything they say, and if it doesn't get that, and there's the there's not that. There's not that right. jazz pacing, feel, yeah. like so you have to slow down everything and make right. it bigger, and and your chest has to go up. And, and when your nerves are involved, it's it's everything is sped up already. Uh, yeah, but I know what you're talking about. Ooh. I mean, something like this. Right. Yes. And so to, to to give some some background, usually on the first night of a cruise cruise ship gig, 
they have what's called the Welcome Aboard show. And so during or the, the um, rather I want to reevaluate my career show. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They're all travel tired, and you're yeah, trying to make everyone's them exhausted. People have traveled all day. They've 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 had to go through. Uh, Customs and TSA, and they flew in to how many hours, or they had to take a bus from right. the airport. There's there's a lot of just exhaustion. They when they get on the ship, they have to go through uh, the 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 safety drill. People just want to get on ship and and be on vacation. Their their wives are telling them, okay, hun, we have to do this. We have to go this. There's there's a a welcome board show at eight o'clock, and 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 on the welcome board show you have. The Broadway show after midnight giving a teaser, and for the records, Brat Pack show giving a teaser, and so all these high energy numbers, and then they march out the uh, the 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 entire crew staff, the the command crew staff, the here's chefs your and, hotel director right. and your maybe your port shopping manager right. and blah blah blah, and yeah. then oh, and you know what we have Levity uh, Live Entertainment and headliners. Here's uh, one of your comedians that's going to do five minutes after everyone else right. did every all these big productions. And, right. and now here's you right. just with a spotlight. Follow a 12-piece band with 20 people dancing a Broadway style right. and backflips. And now, and such. Oh, yeah, so how's everybody? Right. Anybody here from Detroit? <laughs> right. Yeah. So so um, the, the other comic that uh, came on... He's 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 a he's a newer comedian. He's, he's newer he's in general. Newer in general, and he's new to this uh, this cruise ship world. Well, here's what's funny: when I found out that um, uh, Rich was coming on because Megan Hanley and and uh, and Don uh, is it Don or Dan? I just forgot that quickly. Don. Yeah, that quickly. Yeah, Don. Um, I'm sorry, Don. So Don, they just they got Don off. Barnhart. Barnhart, and and they just got off. And normally there'll be a headliner that I know. And a new host, or a host that I know, and a new headliner. They had a new host and a new headliner. I'm thinking because I've known Richie now since the late '90s, right? So yeah, I'm gonna say '97, '98. This is gonna be a, an embarrassing part of this podcast. Not right? at all. Absolutely. Why? Yeah, you know, I know what you're gonna say. No, it's okay. Continue. Oh, and you know what? And well. Only because I told you this already, and and we also while we were sitting, I kept, I I thought Rich was because I also I think I knew you had done cruise yeah because you had posted something that I've, you were on yes. celebrity yes uh, or or yes yeah, celebrity so I was like oh well he's the he's the headliner now what now backstory make sure I land, land the plane but backstory what happens on on the on this particular line they they test people out. Um, you can tell the story if, if, if you prefer it or, um, or you want no. me, that you said that your, your agent was like, oh, yes, yeah. my agent said, um, basically what well, I'm, I work a lot, I work on a lot of ships yeah. that for 2018, I already have like 16 booked, 17 booked, right. Right. which is really great. I mean, right. that's, it's good money. I never had the big career splash. I was never on the right. SNL right. or the, the big show or right. the big movie. So right. I'm pretty anonymous in my career okay. i would say if you just you know now we're stocks and you can look at our numbers mm-hmm. i'm not delusional and going well he's got three thousand fans that's enough to draw right, right, right. so um 
I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. But on the same time, I'm good at what I do. Yes, you are. I worked on the show. I didn't work on the marketing. I wish I worked a little bit more on the marketing right. than the show. Right. But my show is good. So what I agent called, he said, look, we get you in a new line. And I've been trying to get, I do mostly celebrity. I worked a little bit for Holland America, which is older people mm-hmm. and very, very fussy older people. And so I said, I want to get into Royal. I want to get into NCL. Mm-hmm. They said, we can get you in here. I said, wait, I'm going to make half the money right. and work. I don't mind, I love performing, so I don't mind the three shows a night every night, but I'm a little bit overqualified, because usually this is reserved for someone who's under 10 years of comedy, and I, they said, do it once, and they will say, Marvin, that new sound you're looking for, (laughs) listen to this, and bump me up. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Which may or may not happen, and I was just, you know, I had a fill-in week, I had an open week. Right. And I said, uh, "Okay, let's just do it. Right. Why not? Let's. I'll. I'll take your against my instincts. I'll take your advice. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm glad I've done something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I can tell, if I come back, it will probably be in the yeah. headlining position. Yeah. But the poor. So the guy. So the guy who's headlining, who's newer to ships, has been doing about ten years in L.A., which. Which is LA, it makes a big difference. Yeah, LA There's not as much showcase. stage. Yeah, you don't have a lot of stage time yeah. in LA, and if you do, it's usually for other comics or for people who unsuspect, unsuspecting audience members. Right. They're at a, at a watching a ball game, and there's some you know somebody Comedy, with a broken a yeah someone with a broken childhood's yeah. trying to work out their therapy right. you know what are, you know uh, right. so it's not like new york has got like 18 full time clubs and 20 great rooms and 30 decent yeah. rooms yeah. it's you can work multiple times yes. a night in new york so the new york comics that that here this new new york comics that here is um should realize how fortunate that they are that you can you can you can go on you know between you can go on one time a night, or you can go. You can possibly do ten spots in a night. Uh, yeah, and I, I jumped Cause, into cause a, I have. Yeah, I jumped into a system where I could stay at one place and do seven, eight shows right. a night, right, six right, nights right. a week. Right. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna get good, yeah. and then I'm gonna let. Right. You know, because I had I got seen too early, and right. it really hurt me. Yeah, that that can. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll speak about that. And real quick, just so I didn't I didn't mean to put you. Put your info out there if that if that made you feel embarrassed in any way. I was oh completely, I was, absolutely. Because yeah. now what I feel like is I'm telling the world is like I'm, I'm in. Uh, uh. But, but in not. fairness, I tour with Jim, yeah. and I make more money opening for Jim than than I do like closing the the you know the Long Island clubs right, and the right, other right. ones. It's just where I'm at, like right. so I can make you know a lot. We don't have to worry about numbers, press. I can just right. float in. Tell thirty minutes of right. jokes that that nobody cares if it's good or not, mm-hmm. and they are good. But I have to just keep writing. That's the only thing with Jim. I have to be clean. Everyone knows who Jim Brewer is. Right. Clean, and I just can't repeat, mm-hmm. which is great because it makes me write. And You're so, right. Right. you know, that's really easy. But I do, you know, sometimes I'm headlining. Sometimes I'm on the, the ships are good, decent money for me. But the um, but you have self. The, the, you have I guess what it is. Yes, and, and I'm, I'm harsh on myself. You are, but I'm. I'm saying I don't want to be the guy, but I am the guy. The people I started with. Yeah, but you no, you're billboards, not. Jerry. Billboards. <laughs> you're not that dude, because if that's the case, I'm the same thing, right? Like we're we're all this this. Yeah, but you have. We, yeah. I've had it, but but my point being that you should never, you should, in my opinion. Um, you should never be embarrassed at your success. There's success just in the fact that you're still here 
from that era. Because think about how many guys we came Quit. up with that that either did it, attempted to do it full time and fell by the wayside, were hobbyists, and finally said, "Nah, this is not working for me." Or people that have day jobs. Or guys, that, Ooh, yeah, day nah, jobs. Yeah, and so there's the to me success. You you have success daily just waking up every day. That's that's a win. That's a success. And then to be able to uh, live the life you want on your your terms. That's a, that's a that's a success. Finding a a, a woman that would tolerate um, your schedule and say, yeah, I will marry you and 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 live with you. That's there's there's so many levels of success. And so I I say that. Um, because I, honestly, like as I'm saying, I was saying everything as far as how long we've known each other, mm-hmm. not to take away, and I know you didn't take it that way, not to take away from, uh, or to make you feel, oh geez, I don't want to want people knowing I'm, I've been doing this this long, and and uh, and haven't had as you said the big splash, but you're a working comic, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and I shouldn't ignore like I just got. A, a, another episode of Beep, and I just did another episode of right. Gotham Live, and right. like, right. and and also it's not you know I've gotten opportunities where I can't go to because I'm away, right, working, right, right. you know, and um, that's not, the ebb and flow, right. Obviously. Like I already have a good salary for right. I have stability in a right. very unstable business. Word. Dan, to quote Dan Natterman, this business has no business calling itself a business. Right, right, right. And then very Libby, and very yes, <laughs> very yes. Libby. And then now we're going to land the plane. So this kid goes on, does not have a... Uh, I would say he had a um, a challenging first yeah, show. It was a ch- his, his Welcome Aboard show was was a challenge. Um, and I his w- first headlining was... And then, well, and so the first night, I was doing... I was closing the 7 o'clock, so you guys had the 9 o'clock show. His first, mm-hmm. first show was... Uh, his first real show was a 9 o'clock show, and... He's still he's still finding his way, still feeling his way through it, and they're they're because of his style. Mm-hmm. You're very high energy now. To also give pre story, we had our seven o'clock show, and now I'm now this is where I'm a, I'm a blow a blow up your spot. I I said to Rich <laughs> numerous times in a twenty four hour period. Hey, they're gonna be kids sitting in the front row, right? Now, I didn't hear the front row part. Huh? Oh yeah, I, I said, heard kids. No, no I, I said last week there were fifteen children sitting across the front row. I'm thinking that's last week. <laughs> what the? Who's who would who would in their right mind bring a child and put him in the front row? What kind of a parent would do that? Well, apparently, when that cru- dot dot dot, when the freestyle cruises, and so. So uh, when when the first the very first show in in the comedy club headliner starts, it, uh, Rich recorded himself introducing himself. So he goes on, and I can I'm backstage in the green room, and I can hear you're like oh <laughs> you were like oh <laughs> they're kids. <laughs> it I literally uh, now when I I'm very I mean I I've done shows where someone threw up at me and the right. owner handed me a mop. I've been right. through every situation. Right. But kids is one of those things that, whew, that's rough. Yeah, coming and up so when you're first on and you're a little bit nervous because you're trying to also get the bigger job right. and they don't know you and you're like, who's watching? And there's eyes and ears everywhere. And you're, and I'm a clown. Right. And I'm a mime. And it really, and it also like, and it, and the good thing is I learned from that. That was the yeah. roughest show I had yeah. by far. Yeah. And I went, 
know your first joke and you'll be fine. And I kind of had a first joke that I went, is this appropriate? And I stuttered. I did a stutter step and then I was like, let me try crowd work and they were not playing with right, me. Right, right. Because they still were, they were new. Sometimes on these, these cruise gigs, you also have to train the audience. Then. Yes. Because you have people that have never, this, this, the protocol for this week is knowing your audience and knowing how to, how to bring that audience into, into your world. I don't care if, if you were uh, Charlie Barnett or, or Dave Chappelle doing Washington Square Park, mm-hmm. or a new comic doing a, doing a show at Port Knockers in in uh, Brooklyn, in the heart of Brooklyn, where it's a it's a restaurant. Who books and <laughs> and you have to go on and grab the audience's attention. And so right. that's you made you you made the adjustment by the nine o'clock show. And I'm sitting. I didn't have a horrible first show, but no, I didn't, didn't have. I was more upset right. than. Then I, I don't you you tend to be honest right yeah. uh, you're a very honest person so you didn't think it was bad as I always think it's yeah. worse than it is right. as you could t- I have a very negative self image negative disposition mm-hmm. I oh, it's not going well for me oh boy and and then so I got I got upset with and then mm-hmm. I made the adjustment right. which I always go okay if there's a problem what's the solution I don't want to sit in the problem right right that's well, how because I, that gets you nowhere gets it's you a, nowhere if, I if, if, uh, if a house is burning down yeah. Sitting in the house while it burns down is not going to... Yeah, I don't like this feeling. What can I do to improve? And right. then the next show, luckily, uh-huh. I was smart enough to make the adjustment, and that happened to be the show where the wait, company wait. manager, the yeah. boss, the that, person that reports the... and says, oh, yeah, you know, he should come back. I was yeah, had yeah. a great show. He, he crushed, you know, he, he, he crushed. And you're high energy. Mm-hmm. So then the the, the the kid, which is another way of showing... We call it, and older. he should remain li- nameless, because we're not... No, yeah, no, I, I'm not saying... We're not being uh... so the, the so the kid uh, goes on. He has to follow your energy, and he's more subdued. He he has a a, a slower style, and he's also finding his comfort uh, level, and he's feeling it out um, because now it's different from the theater, mm-hmm. um, and it's also different from any club he's ever played because there's still are children. Then you have a a, a wide variety demographic that you're addressing because you have you have old you have older yep you have young uh you might have teens you might have some kids you have you have the 20 something uh that's just the 20 year olds right (laughs) right or they drink bad right right and so he he has we get what we're saying he didn't have the greatest set of all time and there was the critic and then so after the show uh, myself, the company manager, and one of the piano players from Howl at the Moon is sitting there, and this 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 older guy comes up and doesn't know doesn't know us from Adam. That's 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 the part layered, that's amazing. Slayer doesn't know us from Adam. He just comes over. Well, that was rough. Oh, so so we look at him like, and I said I said, well, you know, comedy is very subjective. Um, uh, what works, what you might like. Another person might not like, and I said, but they 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 were laughing. No, no, and then I I cruise all the time. Uh, you know, I've seen. I saw that other guy. He said he he knew your name. I was like, he's never been on the ship. He he knew me for another. He he thinks, and I think he did know me from another ship. Okay, because we kind of went through the calendar, and I was like, could have been that one, could have been that right, one, okay. could have been that one. So okay. I think he's seen me before. Right. So, long story long. Um, the company manager, because she works for the cruise line, she's doing everything to sort of um, 
I won't say acquiesce. The customer is never wrong. Right. So she just, but she also did the fence. She was like, well, you know, these are, she, and she even told me recently, she was like, how you and uh, Dan and then even uh, uh, Rich handled that, I really appreciated how you, because she knew she had to, the customer's always right. And we were able to sort of defend, defend our brother in, 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 in the comedy, trenches. In yes. the trenches. And and I said, well, come. But wait, there's more. No, I know. And so I so I said to them, I said, well, why don't you come to the eleven o'clock show? Because I knew I was going to have fun on the eleven o'clock. Or are you the comedian? I said I might be. I said, but come, you know, you didn't enjoy this one. Come to come to the later show. Then, uh, Rich and the kid come back in from you know meet and greet and, and thank you for coming out. And this dude handing out the cards. Richisfunny.com. Right. Yeah. This dude turns around. Uh. And looks at the kid and says, "says, oh, that was rough." You, no, no, I would quote, you, "You're terrible." You're terrible. You're terrible. But he did say that was rough first. He said that he, was rough. You're terrible. Yeah. And I'm now. This is where you go. Well, what's the solution in that? Right. That's again, honesty versus cruelty. Right. We don't need to know every thought in your head. What? Guy who's never spoken amplified before. Right. Right. Guy who doesn't know that. Everybody, and I mean everybody, from Robin Williams to Chappelle, everybody's had a bad set. Richard Pryor, uh, smoking, live and smoking. Yes. The, every comic that's listening to this should go watch, go on YouTube, go rent it from Netflix, watch it on Netflix. Richard Pryor, live and smoking. Uh, it's before uh, live and concert, and before that nigga's crazy, and he was still finding his his the voice. And it's, I remember watching this as like a 16-year-old, and I was like, oh, oh, and this is your hero. This is like the hero, the icon, the Yoda of comedy, and you're watching him catch a serious L. You ain't never sucked a dick? Wait, what? what? Yeah. I shouldn't hear this. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yes. It was at the improv. Do you, know that, improv. do you know that he filmed one? And it didn't go well. I think the Sunset Strip. The sun, the, live on the Sunset Strip. The first take the of first, that was... I saw the, yeah, the first take of Live on the Sunset Strip. Uh, he had come back from the from the accident. Yep. Uh, uh, he, they, some felt like he rushed it too soon. Actually, it, it's it's in a documentary on, um, on Richard Pryor. Um, they show him all of Hollywood has, has come out. A-list Hollywood comes out. They're sitting in the front... He, he's 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 doing the material and it's not working. You see Paul Mooney run on stage and give him a note and then run back down the steps. And Richard Price says, "Yeah, you know, um, I'm paraphrasing. You know what? Is 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 this this ain't working? I, I'm sorry." And he walks off the stage. Twenty four hours later, they give everybody comps he, and he calls rushes, rushes, and and but live but the point of that is that everybody has a rough night. And the kid has gotten progressively better yes. and more confident, yes. and credit to him. Now, the critic, in credit to him, did... In, did, in credit to... I, okay, I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll let me, let me yeah, say, he you, did come up to the... And said, you've progressively... He came up to me. Yes. He wasn't going to go up to the kid. He wasn't. No. He came up to me... Uh, he Well, first, earlier that evening... The night that the kid had the eleven o'clock show, mm-hmm. he came to my nine o'clock, um, and I'm interrupting because I want to give, I want to paint more of a picture of, of the type of person <laughs> he is. Right? So he comes to the comes to the nine o'clock, and 
you, you know, you know, you introduced me, and you know, this Saturday Night Live guy code, and I saw him on the phone. Um, wasn't paying attention to it. So after the show, he uh, he, he he comes up to me and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, look at this. He shows me a picture. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's 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 me, and it's, it says Alicia Keys, Reese, Alicia Keys, Reese Witherspoon. I said, oh yeah, that that was uh that was my my first episode of Saturday Night Live, uh, September twenty ninth two thousand one. He says you're on Saturday Night Live. I said yeah. He's like, cause I, I watch that show all the time. I don't remember. I'm like, well, just cause you don't remember it doesn't mean it didn't right. occur. I said I so I say I did forty one episodes. He's like, well, it says forty. I said I did forty one episodes. I said they don't list that doesn't show in that listing but in a separate listing it says SNL Super Bowl special I did 41 episodes oh okay so you were so if I go back and watch I said I was a cast member you were featured I was a cast member and and I'm like I'm, at that point I'm like so I said I, then I then I said why don't you uh, come check out what what night was this uh, it was Wednesday yeah. at this point it's Wednesday it's all blurred it's all a blur Wednesday he he. After the nine o'clock, he says, "You know what? All right, now are you at night? Are you, are you doing the eleven o'clock? I'm no, because you know I just did the nine. He's doing the eleven. Oh well, you know what I'm gonna be doing then? Sleeping. Okay, well then you don't have to come. Sure enough, the eleven o'clock. I'm backstage. I hear you say when you bring him up, you're like, uh, yeah, he's sitting out there again. I'm like, well, why? If you didn't, if you don't want to support someone, why?" Why go and, and put yourself through the agony that you don't want to uh, have to subject yourself to? So he watches him. The kid, kid crushes, has a great set. Uh, after the show, we're standing in the bar again. He comes up and he says, you know what? He's like, I'm glad I came because, uh, yeah, you know, he actually he had a good set. He was funny. I said, yeah. I said, that's why I said. Like I said, everyone, it was his first time on the ship. You came and you made a rash judgment based on one show. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't say anything to her. So I was like, oh, you, you know, you, you kind of... I Yeah, and he also went in, I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah. but he went in one other time where he wanted to re-up the complaint after we were leaving. <laughs> and I cut him off and I went, yep, yeah, not a contest. Right, right. Remember, I was yes. like, I, I just, I just couldn't, you know, because I, I don't like when people come up to me and I don't book the show. I just do what I do. I don't right. want. I'm not. I'm not in competition. I didn't realize right. I was. This was the Olympics of comedy, right. and I get judgment right. of whether you know Dean, who's funnier, Dean or Rich or right. Jim and Rich or whoever. Right. I'm not. I'm. Well, it's a, it's a, it's, I'm it's in a competition relay. with me. Last show. Am and, I better? Did I write something new? Am I working on a nuance? Did I do something to improve my artistic? Life and this is a this is a I look at a, a show as a as a relay where we're all running our legs. Yeah. you know you you hand the baton to him, he hands the baton to me, and we just keep it moving and we all win. Um, so as he's telling me, uh, as he's sideways complimenting uh, the kid, uh, I, I, uh, I said, you know what? I said that's nice that that you feel this way. I said, but he's right there. Why don't you go tell him? Oh well, he's he was he was talking to someone else, uh, <laughs> uh, and and he says, well, he's he's busy talking. I said, I said, I'm sure that it it would be nice that he heard heard it. You're telling me, but it it doesn't affect me. You said what you had your criticism for him, so why don't you give him the constructive criticism and the positive 
energy that you're giving. And then he reluctantly went over. And I don't. I think. I think the kid said that <laughs> he gave him he the gave backward, him, like he a, gave him the backwards, a comp- backhanded, yeah, yeah backhanded like he, compliment, he, like. He, it was like, good, but you know what I'm saying. The other night was rough. It's like yeah, like like you have a long way to go. Like something, there was something where, what I'm just what I just thought of while we're talking this. I can't wait till he listens to this podcast and oh. then writes a review. Oh, yes, I mean, because we have, we said nothing negative. I thought about that while we were, and I said he's the yeah. type that would listen. Yeah, yeah. But I've said nothing. I haven't said a haven't said a person's he's... name, and B, I haven't I haven't said anything. I've 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 said I've spoken the truth. You yeah, know? I don't. I was I was kidding. Yeah, I, I, I was. Yeah. No, because I, I, I don't could, think I could see him. Well, yeah. I mean, look, he, he, critics in general, yeah. right? There's there's a thing that uh, I always seem to notice that um, those that you know, there's a lot of critics in our world in yes. our business. They don't understand. I'm going to do material on a cruise. I'm not going right. to do on land because right. I have to be concerned with. Patrons like that who will write a letter and screw up my employment. I cannot be as artistically free. Although I will say, as the week progressed, I kind of noticed. I'm like, you know what? You can get away in a comedy club setting. People kind of know on the eleven o'clock show. I did stuff last night that I would do on land. Right. That I was not comfortable. And it and it felt good. Oh, it felt 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 good. It felt. But we always, you know, we we uh, (laughs) we make a joke from Casino. I'm gonna pull it up. The casino. There is Which a. Which been playing on the crew channel. Right. So we we've been listening to it, and then we have, uh, this this is explain explain what just happened before you before you play it. So, everything's crashing casino, right? right? Casino. And this, uh, is, this now, is the last act. This is the last act, and there's a guy, uh, Alan King's character, uh, who's. He's not Italian, but he's like a good guy, and he's a, a as they the mafia in the back of the courtroom because right. now they've been indicted. Yeah, they're deciding what to do. All of the dons are sitting around. Yeah, the, of the head of the family. There's yeah. and they're going. He's a marine. He's a soldier. He's stand, a stand up stand guy. Stand up guy like his dad always was. And then they asked Remy, who says. Yes, Remy. So when I'm on a cruise, I go. I've left. I've already checked my artistic license at the door. I'm right. doing a job, and when I look at a joke that can get me a letter, right. I always go, "Why take a chance?" Why take a chance? Last night I went. They were so good. Yeah. And I had, and they also coming back and seeing us. So it's really putting yeah. a great pressure of going. I yeah. better mix it up. Yeah, you want to. You want to make sure. Sense, yeah. I could repeat a joke or two from the other night. Right. But basically, I don't want to do. Comics lock into a verbatim yeah, monologue. I've seen that. I've seen. I I used to tour the guy who did the same act for right. thirty years, and good for him. I mean, he it's safe. Right. Very it's safe. very safe. You know, it's um, trying a new joke. In my mind, jokes are going to be funny, but you never know till they've left your until, mouth, until entered someone's ears, and either there's a reaction yeah. or you're. You know, you go, oh. That's that's the one thing I, I, I love. That that's part of the rush of uh, you know, performing stand up live is that you know, you you can write it, you can rehearse it, you can rehearse it fifty more times, but you don't know how it's gonna land until you actually test you this this doesn't exist in a vacuum, you know no. what I mean? And and so anytime Ted, you probably get this too. Anytime and I've had I had, had a couple people last week come up to me, um and, and then I think one or two this week, hey man, yeah, you know what I I always thought about doing comedy 
I'm not, you guys know, fam knows, I'm not, I don't like advice, because what worked for, for Rich might not have worked for Dean, uh, but I, the, the only thing I would tell people, get on stage. Get right. on stage and you will know. Right. After you get off that stage, whether you should go back. Right. Even if it doesn't go well. Even right. if you stink, and there's going to be something in you that's going to say, I want to conquer this. I got to figure out this Rubik's Cube. And there's gonna be, and that's where the passion and the desire um, and that yearning to make it work comes from. That's what, that's what gets you back on stage every time. That's what made you say, you know what, Dean and the crowd felt like I had a decent show 7 o'clock, but I need to prove to myself that I can, that I can slay these cats at that 9 o'clock, which you did, you know. It's, yeah, and it's also the, the addiction, right? So if, yes. you, if you get that first, usually your first show, you bring every person you've ever met, they usually come in. They're really wanting you to do well. Right. So a medium joke gets upgraded to a good joke. <laughs> right, right. A good joke is a great joke. A great joke, you're a hero, and there's right. applause, and you... Right. And so if that is a, a heroin spike, where you, I got to do that again. Yeah, yeah. And you're thinking about it for a couple of days. You will go through the pains yeah. of bombing when your friends aren't yeah. there. Do you know... <laughs> you know the Uptown Comedy Corner? Oh! In Atlanta, it. Georgia? Yes! So when I was in college... And, oh, I didn't tell you this, Dean. Oh, wow. Now, this is how how mistake-filled I was, because I started at 18. Okay. I was a kid. And uh, and I used to go by the name Smooth Daddy Johnson. Oh, oh whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me say, repeat say that. again, please. Smooth Daddy Johnson. Ask me why. <laughs> I was going to. Why did... Because I was 18. I don't know why. Because There's no reason. In my mind, because I could play harmonica and I had a little rhythm. I thought, this will be great. I'll say smooth daddy. I, I'll come out this short Jew and I had short hair there. I walk out. I did a laugh before I even hit the microphone. Right? That was my thought. Right. And I committed. Right. <laughs> and uh, Did you dance? Because a lot of, I back had, in the days, a lot of like white, a lot of white comics, we, this, and it was always funny to me when the, the, the whole pander, like some 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 rap song would come on and they, they do the, oh yeah, dance, and then black black people like, oh, go white boy, go yeah, white no, boy. No, this no. was worse. It's worse. I used to have... <laughs> Smooth Eddie Johnson, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> Hats. Uh, I had guitar. I had a harmonica. I you would pick a hat. I would do. A, I put it onto a character in one of the boxes. I had my friends. So when they would come up to pick the hat, there would be a head yelled at wait, them. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, oh, so, I, so it wasn't that you just had an, a different outfit. You had box of. I had a box, and inside a, the box were, was a hat. So there was like one, two, one through six. And my audience, pick, pick the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them was a har- just a harmonica, so I would sing the Circumcision Blues and oh, some wow. crap hack song about, you know. Uh, and then uh, I had jokes about, you know, the name Smooth. Oh, oh God, wow. it was... I saw, you know, I'm doing a documentary, so I got... I converted some of the old videos of me in, like, 96. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. Those are always cool to look at. Too. I love the little hairs on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those hairs that was like... It's yeah, like yeah, like one little like you're like oh look at the non HD. Anyways, um, but I went to the Uptown Comedy Corner yeah. and I went to college for three years. Wow. Uh, I went to Israel for a year before. What school? Uh, Emory. Emory. Not a not a bad, it's a very yeah. good school. And I got What's your major. 
it was going to be, well, the sto- I was going to be a lawyer, then there was a terrorist attack, then I tried comedy, and then I would went to school and would major in theater. What, what in Israel, I was in a terrorist attack. Oh, wow. Yeah, bombs were going off, and I, the next day I said, i got to follow my dream, I'm not going to do the same thing. Dude, I'm, I never Crazy, you, yeah. you were not going to give us that? I, well, it's... The protocol? Well, that's, 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 you were in a terrorist attack yeah, and so, you just scathed over so that? So it was my birthday, we'll, we'll go back, we're going to land this plane. Yeah. Uh, the ninth, it was the 20th. Oh, we're not forgetting about Smooth Daddy. Oh, no, Smooth Daddy Jones. Um, my, uh, it was my birthday and we were camping about two, three miles from Lebanon. So the camping stayed with you. Yeah. Yeah, evidently. (laughs) Apparently. So, so, uh, it was 11, I remember looking at my Casio watch. We went to the cafe, the outdoor cafe. Uh And I looked at my Casio watch Mm -hmm. and at 1138, there was a, like a, like a firecracker. Like a big, and everybody stopped. Mm. Now Israelis are, you know, they live with it. And this was the year that the peace process happened, where Israel uh, wanted to give back land to the, um, uh, you know, this was the Rabin, Yasser Arafat. Right. Okay. That was a big deal. That okay. that was a big deal year. And uh, so the terrorism went from the specific areas into like everywhere. Yeah. And so Hezbollah was shooting these handheld rockets. The first one went off and it was silent. The next one went off and there was like an alarm and everyone was running right. like chaos, like a bad movie. And you're and with your... Brother. I'm with my... No, with uh, seven, eight other 19-year-olds wow. who was the second week in Israel, going to be there for the year. Right. And, uh, and I'm looking up and we huddle in a corner and there's a bamboo. I'm going, this bamboo is not going to protect us from a bomb. Right. And then I'm like... And my buddy, I was like, he speaks Hebrew. I'm like, how do you say bomb shelter? He's like, Miklat. I'm like, Eiffel Miklat. He's like, just run to the road. Like, what do you mean run? He goes, someone will pick you up. And sure enough, the first car, it was a pickup truck, sped, stopped, kicked it in a reverse, hop in. Like, that's how they, they, they're all, you know, if you ever look at Israel and when they have um, their inner fighting, there's no, they'll fight and yell and scream, never violence against each other. They never, they they don't have, they don't have crime. They don't have violence against each other. That's just how they're, they're. They have the outside enemy pushing in, right. so they're a family in that way. Oh, uh, and so they, we hopped in, we went to a bomb shelter. If I heard a loud noise for the next month, I would hit the ground, that, like wisely. post yeah, post traumatic yeah. stress, whatever, PTSD. and made yeah. PS, and I made the decision I'm gonna follow my dream. So, cut to what year was that? Uh, ninety five. This was ninety four. I made the decision. Ninety five. Uh-huh. I started. I, I started that summer. Ninety. I did it in front of my friends that for the talent show at the end of the year. That summer I worked on it, Ken Jung, somewhere in there, told me... I think before I left, that's what it was. Ken Jung... You're in L.A. at this time. No, I was in New, or, New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. Orleans right. That's right, yeah. So Ken Jung was that's doing... That's what I forgot to... Um, he was doing phone. his residency in New Orleans, right. and uh, he thought I was making him laugh during Braveheart. When he was outside, I was smoking a cigarette, and uh, he's like, hey, we have an improv, and at the end, uh, a, a joke contest. If you win, you come back and do five minutes. So I came back, I did, you know... I did five minutes, uh-huh. and then I was like, oh, I'm a comic, and then I went to Israel and did it for my friends, and then when I came back, I tried with the summer, and then I went to camp, and I used to, like, I got, I used to promote myself in the third person. I would walk around campus, be like, hey, Smooth Daddy Jots is going to be at the, <laughs> you know who he is? He's amazing, and, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I went to the Uptown Comedy, and I got booed off stage for three years. I didn't do well once, not once, and people would, like, they buy me like Frosties to be like, are you okay? I'm like, oh yeah, this is what happens. The I'm, same people that run Uptown now? I, it was, all I remember is they said, he ain't funny, boo his ass. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't get that, uptown, that first, uptown they're rough. Is, I've seen Uptown. Yeah, they're, the they, and, and Sunday night off. is stripper night. So. Yeah, it was, yes. Yeah. So they, they booed me off stage. For, 
And uh, and one time, <laughs> one time, some lady had some sympathy. Just oh, it's his first time. He's like, nah, he's been here <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> and I just and it was that in it, the insane, unreasonable belief that I will get good at this. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what I'm doing yet. Right. I gotta just keep. Whoosh, ah, right, okay. Right, I got hit in the head. Right. Uh, yeah. Rejection. Okay, right. we'll come try this way. We'll try. I I had put on an Arab kafia. I tried the hat. I tried. Oh, wow. And then it wasn't until '99, and I was then I was like once a, a couple of weeks or right. once a week, because uh, I didn't get into the punchline. I just didn't try. And then uh, you're a hobbyist. I was a hobbyist. And then I went '99, 1998, '99. I was doing sketch and improv, mm-hmm. and I went, wow, this took. You know, we had to wrangle eight people and mm-hmm. schedules and fighting. I just, you know what? Let me try doing stand-up again. And then I changed my name back to my real name. So you ran as, as a smooth daddy oh, for yeah. five years. Oh, when I started barking at the Boston, that was what I think I, I may have started that way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. And now you want to talk about getting seen too early. So in my mind, in my egotistical, I'm 19 and I think who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, don't tell me you got Montreal as smooth daddy. No, okay. no, no, no. I went back to my name, uh-huh. Anthony Clark. From yeah. Yes, dear. Mm-hmm. I had a great Real set. Nice dude. Really brought me to. Uh, I had been doing comedy really six months, okay. maybe. I had a great set, but it was what I had my turn my act into is a comedy contest with no judges. Okay. So let me explain the story. So Steve Aaron's mm-hmm. uh, um, had a comedy contest, and I asked him. I said, "Did you, you know, the New York Comedy Club at this point? You can see there's no judges." So I said, who was yes, judging? Jen. Yes, who was judging the contest? I was. I go, oh, did you like the part with the glove? I loved it. Was it too hacky? No, it was great. Should I do it in the finals? Yes, there's no glove. So I know that he didn't watch it. And then in the finals, I tell the story. Hold up, that's just funny that yeah. he caught him lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was the part with, oh, we loved it. We want you to do it in the right. finals. Bring six more people. Because I could see him saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, ugh. So I tell the story how there's, I'm right now I'm doing a comedy contest and there are no, are there any judges? Anybody? Because the first time, and I told the story of how there were no judges. Uh-huh. Then my act became a comedy contest with no judges. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the name of the comedy club, but it's on uh, 241 East 24th Street between 1st and 2nd right. Avenue. Like that kind of thing. And right. then, so I do the characters of the typical MC and, I, and then I could do right. my characters. So you had, like the characters and act out. Yes, okay. right, right. And come back to see, he's a great friend of mine. And then you're, you know, why'd the chicken cross the road? Because boy, am I on tired. Like each one was a different character. Like Jackie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was doing that. I was doing all these, mm-hmm. you know, but high energy. And then, uh, and that was it. And so it was killing. Mm-hmm. And I did it at Caroline's, got a huge response. Mm-hmm. Anthony Clark brings me to Barry Katz, your manager, uh-huh. and Barry puts me on, and I'm on fire. Right. I'm like, I'm, and I'm also... And now you're feeling it because you've been winning with it. And, and, and But now I'm not doing the act. Now I'm just doing crowd work, and it's crushing, and I exactly. think very fast. But what yeah, I don't realize right. is if an audience isn't playing with you, you're dead in the water. Rap, so yeah. cut to the Toyota Comedy Festival, Ooh. and I'm still, I don't, oh, this is what I did <laughs> This is how awesome I was. I was did, I did everything but the act. So I go into Barry's office and Jason Steinberg and Barry, they're giving their cards and I got a bag full of VHS tapes. Manager and manager. Correct. And uh and I and I walk in and Barry's on the phone and I I put a I slam my my tape on his desk mm-hmm. and I go to leave like I'm in a rush. And he's like, "Where are you go?" He's like, "Hold on." I go, "Yeah, I got I got three other meetings." Oh, How wow. genius is that? Wow. This is like Lily Tomlin getting in a limo right. when she's broke. Right. 
I got three other meetings. I have no other meetings. I got three other meetings. I got to oh, sit down. Sits down, watches the tape, uh, calls my beeper like an hour later. Uh-huh. And I don't realize that means I'm in. Uh-huh. So I'm still going, I need stage time. I'm going to bark and do what I have to do because I am I need to get up. I need to get up. I need to get up. So it's Toyota Commons. Um, they see me barking. Mm-hmm. They see me handing out flyers. He's like, do you want to go this week or next week? Now, I'm such an ego. I go, I'll go both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Right. Should have gone back next week, yeah. right? I go on. I'm trying to play with the crowd. They're not having it. I could feel the entire back of the room just talking to each other. And I'm going... And then that was one of the days the music died. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was just one of those like, and I wasn't ready. Yeah. And I remember him going, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. You know? So, if you're a young comic out there, never showcase. (laughs) (laughs) You said that's one of the days the music died. That's one of the days. The other one was, now I'm much more ready, but this is Katrina, the year of Katrina. Okay. It was like, what, 07? Yeah, uh, just 10 years, 11 years ago. 12 okay. years ago, something like that. I'm, yeah. I'm in the Boston Comedy something. Festival, and I am killing it, but my family has lost our entire business. They're in real estate. Because we're Jewish, Jewish, and that's what you, it's yeah. a law. And uh, no, because we're in, <laughs> we're in real estate, and we lost our house, and it's oh, like wow. my parents have worked their whole lives, right. you know, mom and pop shop, where, and they're just destroyed. And the baseball player, Spaceman Lee, to this day I can't get over this resentment. He hates New York because he's a Boston Red Sox former player. And I say to him on the sheet, hey man, please just say I live in New York. Do not bring up New Orleans. It's all that's on the news. Because you don't want the sympathy? I don't not, not want the sympathy. I don't, I don't want to bring up the, the, the right. image of people on a highway dying. Right. And now, comedy. Right. It was such a... And it was such a bad intro to this day. Mm-hmm. Anyone that was there, oh my God, that was the worst intro I've ever heard. Like to this Everyone day. Everyone was saying that. Yeah, I j- literally just talked to uh, the, the guy who runs the Boston Comedy Festival, uh, Jim McHugh, uh-huh. great guy. Literally brought it up. I saw him not too long ago. He's like, man, that was the worst. Wow. Uh, this next comedian has asked me to tell you he's in, from New Orleans and the Whoa. palm tree. So he purposely, and I come out and I'm, I'm not only angry because he's, sabotaging me in the business right but he's disrespecting my family the pain that we're going through it's like mocking everything and i'm i'm my i can literally the adrenaline right my head and all i had to say my brain always my mouth always knows what to say but if i think too much Mm -hmm. i killed it instead of just saying and that's why i don't play baseball Mm -hmm. in other words there's a baseball player doing comedy right what if I, you know, right. I tried to improv some stupid, and it was the worst. It was like, and I paused. I went, that was like, you could see my thought of like, that was a mistake, and I killed, I killed myself. I think I ended any possibility of a career for at least, at least till now. And okay. now, I mean, it was in front of Montreal, Aspen, oh, wow. Eddie, Br- I mean, Eddie Jeff Singer Bruce. to this day will not give me a Montreal audition wow. to this day. Really. Chris Mazzilli, the owner of Gotham, also a levity manager, also Sebastian Maniscalco's manager, said, I want him to showcase, and he shut me down. Right. He said, well, next year we'll go around him. I have Jim, you know, vouching for me, but I can't get an audition just because of that show. It was, it was that show. bad. Yeah. It was like, it was that, oh, it was 
awful. Like, it, it's the kind of show that I still wake up in the middle like, I gave it the Because I was there. I mean, right. they were on me. Oh, we're going to get you headline here, this manager, this mm-hmm. agent. And I remember walking the, into the party after, and oh, it was like everyone yeah. stopped. Like, <gasps> I can't believe he showed up. Yeah. And I was like, well, show up and be a man. Yeah. And uh, it was as if I had rubbed crap all over me. Right. And, uh, what a painful memory that right. is. That's I th- and I just thought maybe I should start a podcast called The Bitter Bus. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know it. What do they say? Rejections, God's protect. I don't know. I don't know what that is. But well, I was gonna say. So what? How did you? I guess survive it. You you went through a dark time. Like, yeah. Went, now now that you're telling me that, and then the the rest of your history. Yeah. Well, I had well, actually. Yeah, I had quit. I had actually had quit drinking. I think about three months, four months, five, like somewhere around the four month mark, mm-hmm. and that started the, I, I'm I couldn't deal with the pain, mm-hmm. and so I started drinking again. Okay. And then uh, and I now, I recently it's been like nine years since okay. I've done anything, okay. um, which is cool. I mean that's that's not an easy you know thing, but it was um, nine years. But at that point it just everything was crashing around. It right. just was so painful. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, but you know the. There's a lot of bounce back, and there's a lot of resilience. And comedy's not about getting up; it's getting about about getting back up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, you know, it's very it's very troubling for me because I feel like I was a victim of circumstances, but I'm also and well aware. But but in fairness, but you didn't. But you. But I have a different perspective now, and this is where I'm going to get a little deep. Mm-hmm. I now do things in the eyes of how can I be of service? How can I help? Yeah. How can I give? Where there back then I was, how can I get? What about me? I'm a star. Mm-hmm. You know who I am. Right. And when you put out that energy, bad stuff seems to find you. Mm-hmm. You know, your negative stuff seems to find people that have negative, yeah. negative thoughts, negative, the secret. All they're all saying the same they kind of deal, yeah. right? And um, I noticed with you, with Jim, there's a lightness and there's a positive energy that comes out of you. So people want to work with you. Mm -hmm. They want to get involved. They want to give you a show. They want to make things happen for Mm -hmm. you. Because the difference is like, oh, this guy would be fun on stage. And he'd also be fun off stage. And that's a big part of it. That's a big part of uh, any industry, specifically uh, entertainment, is people want... the, the, The show part, like... It's all business, but the show part doesn't end after you come off stage. You know, right. it, it it also is the meet and greet. It's also right. the staff. If we're just dealing with in, in stand-up comedy, it's also the uh, tipping the wait staff when you leave and them saying, yeah, you know, he's really cool. And it's the manager of the club that said, wow, uh, we... The, the hotel was screwed up, but he, he rode with us before, until we got it squared away, and he never complained. You know, that's, yeah. that's, it's, it, it all, that's part and, of it. And know? here's a, a perfect example. I literally just made an offer. I edit, and I said, hey, Dean, if you need me to edit, yeah. and I'm not going with the, oh, and I'm attached to whatever you're doing. Right, right, right. Same thing I did with Kirsten, uh, Alex Guardashelli, this uh, famous sh- chef from Chopped. She's a judge on Chopped. She was doing stand-up. I said, let me help you. She said, let me pay you. I said, no. Because then that, that makes it a job. And I want to do it for the feeling right. of goodness. And I'm trying to give back. Because right. I watched how she conducted herself. Right. And I went, she's humble. She just gave her pay to the bartender. She's a good person. I want to right. help her. And so she got me on the TV show. Right. Now, I didn't say, I'm going to help you get me on the TV you show. Have, you, you didn't have ulterior motives. Correct. And it's very obvious when people have ulterior yeah. motives. And we talked about this before. When you have a comic go, yo, Gene, let me open for you. I'm a beast. <laughs> I, I explained to him where the, the 
title of this podcast the motherfucking protocol came from and, and that's y'all know that's a big part of it is like there are rules to this there's rules to everything right and, and, and there's there's a protocol that people need to adhere to right um and those rules are in place for a reason right like here's another example we, we were talking before about you um, reframing your show idea uh-huh. I'm not gonna talk too much you want to talk about it but but I didn't say I didn't do this because for any other reason of like I like you. I want you to succeed. Right. And I don't. And I don't. And you know, if there's a job, I want it. Right. I don't have to tell you. Right. Same thing when Jim Brewer's talking to Kevin James, and he right. does him a favor. Right. And Jim and I were talking about. It. I go, Jim, don't ask for anything. Just go do it. Right. Because Kevin knows. Oh, I can help him. It's a you know it's how it works. And then if it doesn't happen, you don't get bitter about it. You go, right. oh, that was great. I learned something. Right. You know, by helping Alex, I learned to write better uh, mm-hmm. for because I'm writing for her. Right. Then I learned to write better for me. The teacher right. learns. Right. You know, so um, well, it's got deep. Which, which is well, but that's also part of life because the t- the teacher always is learning. Yes. Uh, otherwise, life stops. So it's like right. Uh, you you can be grow there's, there's or a, go. There's a exactly there's a master, but the master even though the master is mastered. All of the technique, the master still can. De Niro still can uh, take an acting uh, refresher. You know, Denzel can still sit down with an acting coach. I'd like to see. De- I'd like to see De Niro in an in an improv class. No, no, no. You said yes, and a little bit, a little bit. No, no, no. I, I, I wasn't denying. I was just you. I thought you had said. So I, I, I was not sure. Of what you had said, that which is why I I didn't say I didn't deny I didn't say no, but I didn't say yes and I. You motherfucker, ping pong, pong. <laughs> you mutt, you you mutt, keep him here, keep him here. No, no, you will allow yourself. You insult them a little bit. We've been we've been quoting Casino, man. We had we've had a blast. Goodfellas uh, Casino, yeah, yeah, all, all week, um, and a lot of Zorn. Um, <laughs> they they have no idea what that means. Um, it's a show on Fox. Yeah, Anyways, so, uh, yeah. So yeah, man. I um, you you because of what I appreciate is your your candor and 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 what 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 impressed me the most about you because last time I saw you was probably in L.A. Okay. Yeah, it was last time I saw you was was within the last couple of years in L.A. And I'm always here's what's funny. Rich and I have never hung out as much as we hung out. We've we've hung more in the last week than we have a com- a compilation probably of the many years of knowing each other. Which which also that's the beauty of the road and being a road warrior, road dog is that you get to break break bread and and peel behind the curtain of of other cats that you've known for years. Right. You get to learn passes. someone. Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 that that's sometimes what I good love about and sometimes life. going. Did you know how crazy X, Y, and Z? <laughs> like no, we're all crazy, but then yeah, you're like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. Like, like there's, there's as uh, Richard Jenny said, there's, you know, everyone has emotional baggage, but then some people have an, a, a whole, uh, a whole suitcase, you know, not a suitcase, but a whole Showroom matching, <laughs> yeah, matching, matching yeah. luggage. Like, oh, okay, that's how they're coming. Yeah. Um, Ironically, coming from a guy who ended his own life. Ended his own life. Yeah, yeah. talk one, about one, that. One of the one of my favorite comics. He right. Was, he was one of my favorites. He would uh, just take a premise and he would just... Jenny every milked every, every premise. angle of yeah. a joke where you're like, okay, I, was, I guess I won't be doing anything on that because right. he went so... So I, and and just hello funny guy you know rest in peace uh, Richard Jenny any of you who don't know who Richard Jenny is go uh, Google and YouTube and find um, Todd Lynn and I used to watch 
I think a poor little Catholic boy was that the name of one of his specials. He was he's wearing a sweater vest and a green shirt, and man, I I I'm not even going to attempt to do any of the bits, but just go watch this special. He's the original platypus man. Um, and to to bring it back up up to speed, I I actually um I'm sure you will be back on this. Uh, well, I can't say I'm sure, but the powers that be that I spoke to on the ship. Like when I said, you know, he's a headliner. They were like, "Oh yeah, without question, he he's he should he should be headlining." You know, um, to be continued. To be continued. But in the meantime, you um you have you have, can catch me at yeah. richesfunny.com. dot com. Um, I just ended my prank call podcast because it's too much work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. This is a lot of work. This, this is not a lot so of work, much... but this is not a yeah. lot of editing. No, when you do that, you got to edit, and yeah. I got taught. Uh, the hardest like, thing about this is is having access to upload, which if you're on a ship... When we were in Roatan, I forgot it. Yeah. And yeah. then we went to the next same Cozumel, yeah. which I, I don't yeah, want Cozumel. Yeah, yeah. Hey, my oh, friend, Belize you want Viagra? Uh, yeah. How about surgery? You want a right. gallbladder? Right. Oh, come on. A right. lot, lot going on on these uh, yeah. ships. But we we are very happily... I don't want y'all to think we're, we're ungrateful. We are happy to be happily employed and working... Uh, oh wait! You were saying something nice about me, and we got distracted. Yes, we did. I was saying that that the uh, humble, very the, humble. The, <laughs> be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. No, you were saying we get to know each other. Yeah. Well, the beauty of this 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 road uh, road dog thing, man, is you get to meet. Like I, I actually had a blast hanging with you for the last the last uh, six or seven days, man, mm-hmm. and look forward to hanging out. In town, you know, in the city, because you're back in New York now. I live in New York, yeah. Yeah, lives in New York, so that, you know. Now I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's somebody I I, I sit and hang, and yo, let's go, let's go get a coffee. Even though I don't really drink coffee, I get a frappuccino. Uh, well, we both love movies, and, and I live next door to a really good movie theater with the seats that oh, go where, back. Oh, where, where, where? Hold on, thirty fourth between uh, first and second oh, is where they're. That... So there's a great where the, where they, know, yeah where you with these. Oh, dude. Oh, dude, oh. that's that's. <laughs> Let me tell you something. My, my like my 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 joy in life. He's miming the the seat, the recliner. My joy in life is is the road. Like I've I've become spoiled because I've been on the road a couple of times recently, and they've had the gourmet movie theaters where you have the recliner and you can order real meals. Like I had I, I, uh, the night before I got on the ship. Uh, and and it turns out uh, Megan Hanley and and Don were both at the same hotel. I got to the hotel and because there was a problem with my um my room, like I get there, I know no Norwegian has a contract. They they have people in this hotel every week. Yeah. So when I go to check in, I'm tired. Uh, I go to check in. They're like, Yeah, we have your reservation, uh, but it's not paid for. I said, Well, it's supposed to be paid for. Yeah. And he's like, Well, no, it's not. So I'm like, all right, here, let me call my agent. And of course, the signal stinks in the hotel. I've already Googled in New York at the airport. I Googled what time Wonder Woman was playing at uh, the Dolphin uh, Theater 6 or whatever. Um, the Cine something because they, they had shrimp fried rice. I got, I got to, from when I finally got in, in my room, I was so annoyed and trying to now call an Uber that I, I was tempted to call... Uh, the people at Levity and also downstairs to see what other comics were at the hotel. But I was like, man, I gotta go see this movie. 
because I'm gonna be mad if I can't find someone and then I miss miss the the you know ten o'clock showing. So I went. I enjoyed you know sixty dollar uh, food bill because it was my last rock because I knew I was getting on the ship and was going yeah, to but... uh, eat a little more healthy. Uh, but it was oh, it was delicious. I had, I, I, would, I would eat sixty dollars worth of popcorn. Yeah. Something about movie popcorn. No butter. Just fresh yeah. movie popcorn. Yeah. I I I, I hardly yeah I hardly can watch a movie without some even if I'm not gonna indulge and get the get the jump in and eat your way out uh, popcorn but I need a popcorn just to that's my dad that was like my dad we that was our thing from when we were kids he'd bring us to the movies on so when those people were talking about Yonkers I was like we used to go to Central Avenue up in Yonkers and and get lost in the movies all the time so that's that's my one. My one vice, you know, if if I have vice, I love going to movies. When Harris and I are going. Uh, by the time y'all hear this, we'll have uh, been there already. Uh, but <laughs> Harris and I were. <laughs> see what I just did. Harris and I were just uh, in Kansas City, and <laughs> and and I'm sure we we went to see at least two movies while we were out there. Like I, that's that's how sure I am of. I don't know what what's in the movies right now because we've been on this ship for two weeks. But I'm going to movies in Kansas City, and by the time y'all hear this, I went. So take that. Uh, any any other last thoughts? Of yeah, um, it would be very nice if you like me or don't like me. Yeah. Like me on Facebook or or any of the social media. It's all under one uh, one umbrella. Richisfunny.com. It's right. one. Just one sentence. And that's Rich all your is, social media is. Everything Rich is, is Rich funny. is funny. Rich is funny. I, my last name is Aronovich. I can't even spell it. Uh, richisfunny.com. That's and that's, you know, it, it really does help us in the business. Yeah. People don't understand we're a stock. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not as annoying about this as I should be, but I would appreciate if you give it a like or a follow or a Instagram. It just makes me look like Man, I'm, go follow this dude, man. Yeah, Stop hook playing. me up. Rich is funny because he is funny. He's a real good dude too, man. And uh, and we can catch you. Give me the dates uh, when when you're airing. Um. Oh, August thirty first uh, is the first episode of Beat Bobby Flay. I think if you go to my YouTube, you'll see my second Gotham Live. It's up there. Okay. Um, there's some videos and stuff. And uh, you know, thank you for supporting the dream. That's yeah, what man. I want to say to your fans. Yeah, man. And the fan. Uh, the fan? Fam. Fam. And fam. Excuse me, fam. Yeah. I stand corrected. And uh, you're following a good guy. A lot of comics are narcissistic and crazy. Dean was brought up right. I'll just say it. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, I appreciate I, my, my family appreciates that, man. Hey, uh, all love. Y'all know my stuff. Uh, follow and, and support at I am Dean Edwards. You know, if you, you enjoyed the uh, podcast, leave a comment on, on iTunes and, and SoundCloud. And uh, and tell a friend and, and real funny cats. Because that's, that's another thing I like. Like... I've had, you know, we've had. I'm, I'm proud of the guests I've had on the show, mm-hmm. you know, because they aren't household names yet, mm-hmm. but they're all, they're all the the real, the real comedy world, you know, mm-hmm. from yourself to Ted Alexandro to to to, to Judah, you know, um, uh, Mark Theobald Harris, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just guys that Greer, you know. Robinson, you know, we just, yeah. I just love having the dudes that I came up with. That I mean, Keith was out there before all of us, yeah. And, and and learning, learning, you know, what makes what makes us all tick. Like, dude, you you survived a terrorist attack, like and I, that you weren't gonna share that, you know. <laughs> I was like, nah, we got 
to get it. We get into the crust of it. We gotta get deep. Get into the crust, man. Y'all know what it is, man. This is your man Dean Edwards. All love. I appreciate that uh, the support, man. Um, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of Father Mother Protocol. All love, two fingers, baby.